Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast channel where we talk about career in tech and immigration to the U.S. My name is Anna Naumova, and I'm a former product manager at Apple, and I'm excited to share my knowledge and insights with you. I want to be a product manager, but what type of companies should I apply to? Should I become a product manager at large company like Apple or maybe startup? What best fits for me? How often do you ask yourself this question? Personally, I ask a lot, even, even though I had experience in both areas. Let's figure it out today and be prepared for your next role as a startup product manager. Please subscribe to the channel, like comments if you find it useful. And if you are interested in supporting my channel, becoming a sponsor or scheduling a call with me, please go to ananaumava.com for more information. I will leave the link to my website um, in the description to this video. Okay, let's get started to introduce my wonderful guest today, Paulina Marchenka, a product leader, a founder of two startups, and also a product coach. I've been following Paulina for uh, on LinkedIn for years, and today she accepted invitation to share her uh, inspiring story with me and with you. Hi, Paulina. <laughs> How are you Hi, doing Anna. today? Thank you so much for having me. Very excited. And Thank I've been you following you also accepting. for years. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> finally, finally, we are together. And yeah, this is an honor for me to have Pauline on this episode where we're going to discuss yeah, product managers, uh, product management in startup. All right, Paulina, uh, I know that you're pretty tied to uh product management and uh, you're a product manager for a while like can you please tell me about your career path and about yourself sure uh thanks for asking so yeah i've been in product management for a while but my career started not quite in product management i consider my career kickstart was in a startup accelerator program in germany where I was supporting as a marketing intern or something like that, um, the startup founder. And this was the crucial experience for me because it absolutely changed my view on what I want to do in my life and how do I approach my career and what kind of companies I want to work at. And that's why it was like really like the kickstart of my career. Um, and once again, in Germany, it was my first role in product management. I think it was 2012. When I joined an e-commerce startup, it was uh, not an early stage startup. I think when I joined, we were already like 80 people, something like that. Uh, it was a great experience, but within this year, I got another idea of what I want to do in life. And I decided to start my own company. And I was running it from Berlin and San Francisco for several years. And uh, yeah, in a couple of years, there was a moment where I had to decide between a startup and my family. It was a long story, maybe for another podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and I decided for my family. So it was a hard decision, but it meant for me that I had to relocate again now from Berlin to San Francisco. And then I found another role in another early stage startup. Um, I think I joined as a probably fifth hire or maybe sixth hire and the first and the only product manager 
So before that, CEO was responsible for product vision and other product related things. Um, yeah, and it's been a fun journey and I was working there for another couple of years and then I decided to take a creative break. And after that, I started my latest company um, in education space. Yeah, and I would say the product experience that I got from the very early days in the e-commerce startup were, were very helpful throughout my whole journey, you know, so I was building and building on. And uh, I think that's why I'm here where I am now. Great. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. So let's maybe start from, from scratch from the beginning. Who is the product manager at startup? Yeah, I think... Um, Okay, let's maybe do a one step back and define a startup, because I think startup can be such a broad term. And as I said, I've been working in early stage startup, and I think like most of people refer to startup as an early stage startup, but there are actually startups which are much bigger, right? So where and the role of the product manager transforms throughout different phases of the startup growth. So let's start, for example, what is like, come back to your question, what is the role of a product manager in an early stage startup? Once again, from my own experience, um, when I was hired as a first PM, it meant for me basically, you know, leading all the efforts uh, related to products and beyond. So you, you have a very broad scope of what you're working on. So you're responsible for the whole product for the product vision and sometimes product also includes multiple parts like in my case it was a product um, user facing app and data platform so you're actually working not on just mobile app but you're trying to you know overlook both so that's why i think specifically product manager in a startup is very close to this you know um, definition of mini ceo I think this is the closest that you can get to this uh, description mm -hmm. because when you're when you're saying hey yeah product manager is a mini ceo it's definitely not the case when you're working in the bigger organization yeah because you're more focusing on a very small scope you know yeah so that's why once again in early stage startups product manager is almost like a mini CEO or working very closely with the CEO of the company and with the executive suite. Um, yeah, especially uh, the first hire, the first product, uh, product manager. It's definitely exactly. a lot of responsibilities for this role. Yeah, right? and you are also wearing many hats, so beyond yeah. product management. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I do have experience working at startup and being a first uh, product manager and the second product manager. And I remember, yes, I did a lot of things like not related to product management, actually. So I did yeah. marketing, uh, I did sales, I did uh, like, I don't know. So just like, I, uh, yeah, I always uh, found the in-office in for my company I worked for. <laughs> so I was like a, an HR, I was hiring. I, yeah, I was doing everything. So exactly to to flip the coin when I was a when I was a founder and CEO, I was also doing a lot of product work, but all yeah. the other parts as well. So it's like very kind of like very very to the founding role. I would say. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, uh, what's are some uh, key goals and responsibilities of product manager at startup? Once again, I think also very broad. So it depends on the stage of the startup. 
you know so if you're let, let's maybe break it down like for example yeah. let's talk about like early stage uh, like pre-seed or seed start startup and maybe like later let's maybe divide yeah. into two parts yeah. like groups yeah once again so based on my knowledge or my experience when you're pre pre-launch it's a lot of um uh problem discovery so you're really focusing on market research talking to future uh, users you know conducting many interviews figuring out also like looking what is the competitive landscape and trying to create as soon as possible your mvp and to ship it and to learn and iterate as soon as possible so it's like more efforts related to like really shipping the first version and learning and iterating as soon as possible yeah. finding product market fit yes exactly and once you've found product market fit mm -hmm. then like this is again the next story so then you're thinking okay so how can we scale from here how can we generate leads what are the features you know then before product market fit it's kind of like a, a totally different story once you have product market fit it means you have many users it means probably you have many requests probably you also have by this time generated many bucks or tech debt. So, it, you mm -hmm. know, like your scope a little bit washing out around these areas. And um, yeah, but it's still, it's still a lot of different mm -hmm. things that you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And um, moving on, so if your startup is growing um, and you're creating more and more versions and you're still hitting the ground with, uh, with acceptance in the market, then I think this is the time when probably your team will be scaling as well, where more pro when the product team will be growing and where, you know, the specific areas of responsibility in product team will be more clearly defined than before. So mm -hmm. then you, you will probably have a growth product management uh, team or at least product manager who's focused on your growth. Then maybe you probably by this time you have a complex app then uh, you have a specific areas of focus also divided between the teams. So mm -hmm. from this large scope, from kind of like handled by one person, but maybe with a relatively small impact scale, because you in the beginning you have no users, you are going to um, more defined specific areas, but larger scope and uh, larger scale. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking from the um, candidate perspective, like, for example, I'm a product manager and I'm looking for a job. And for example, uh, just want to wrap up that uh, I understand this correctly. If I'm looking for a job as an early stage startup, uh, pre-launch, yeah. So for, uh, I have to be kind of like have this exploratory mindset. I need to do a lot of research, like market research, user research. Yeah. And uh, uh, have a lot of hypotheses to test, to validate, like very quickly, even without even building the product, I can do prototypes, right? Or pro Exactly. Yeah. Nah. yeah. So then if the startup goes to the like later stage, for example, the uh, startup already found product market fit, it's more uh, like Inter iteration, working with developers, launching uh, features, getting feedback, getting data analysis, and like experimenting more. And the next step um, means that this uh, startup is growing and the feature is divided, like the product is divided into multiple product managers. You need 
to be more collaborative with other product managers and align to the specific product goal and be responsible for, for your specific part of the product. Yes. Yeah. That, no, I think correct? you summarized it. Yeah. I think you summarized, yeah. it, summarized cool. it pretty cool. well. Yeah. And you, uh, what, what do you like most? <laughs> Are you more uh, early stage uh, uh, product manager or like later stage? I think given my experience, probably I've had the most experience in the early stages of a startup uh, life cycle. Um, the same time, it's like not all that rosy. I mean, it sounds exciting, you know, building from scratch is something really addictive. But at the same time, when once again, I'm looking from the perspective of a new PM who is trying to find the role in the early stage startup, it also means you are basically alone, you know, you don't have a team you can learn from. You don't have a senior product manager who can coach you or mentor you. So it could be very challenging. So I experienced it um, in my startup in San Francisco where I literally was feeling that I'm hitting the edge of my knowledge and I really would love to learn from somebody else. But there is no one who is like as focused on product in my startup as I am. So that's why at some point I also started a community of product managers that I could find a mentor from somewhere else. But thanks yeah. God, there are many communities now ready so you can find the mentors. And if you decide that you're, you're ready for a steep learning curve, you're generalist, you want to wear many hats, it's a great experience. But nonetheless, I would really recommend you finding a mentor from outside. So you're, you know, you don't feel so lonely. Mm -hmm. this journey. Mm -hmm. Does it mean that the product manager at startup, like an early stage startup, uh, has to be more advanced, like more experienced? I'm not sure if it has to be this way. Once again, I think it's very personal type of experience. Maybe junior PMs who have a great background. I don't know, maybe uh, they're subject matter experts in a specific industry. It could serve them super well, even as an early stage um uh, uh, junior PM being in an early stage startup. But generally, given that the scope is large, you know, and you have to wear many hats, it depends on what you want. Mm -hmm. you know, if, if you want this type of experience, you want fast, you want lots of autonomy, you want to experiment, you know, you want to have this direct experience working with a CEO and so on and so forth. I mean, you have to try it out. You know, you don't have to be, uh, you know, super experienced in order to try this. It's mm -hmm. the same goes for founders. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to be working 10 years in the industry in order to, to start your own company. Mm -hmm. The same is for PMs. If yeah. you feel it's the right thing to do, if there is like a good chemistry with the startup, <laughs> you believe in the product, try it out. You know, this is the best way to learn. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I also think that it depends on the founder. Uh, because if the founder is, for example, like um, uh, managing, yeah, multi-managing, yeah, and uh, controlling everything, that's probably less advanced product manager uh, will be the good fit for, for this founder. Because founder will cover a lot of product management role. And the first product manager will be probably the project manager at mm -hmm. the early stage startup so just like uh, because strate um, strategic decision will be made by the founder and product manager needs just to execute this uh, vision 
And if the founder is maybe more, like give it freedom to the product manager, the product manager has to be more experienced to make this strategic decision. We will talk about a relationship between founder and product managers a little bit later, but I want to just wrap up the uh, personality of the uh, product manager of this uh, startup. Um, what's uh, what's some key, um, like important qualities uh, the product manager should have? In general or for early stage startup? Um, if we focus more on like uh, early stage startup, let's, let's keep that. Uh, I think one of the key things or key skills that help me a lot is kind of being able to make decisions in in with imperfect knowledge mm -hmm. you know so it's a lack of information right yeah yeah and for example if you're working on a really innovative product there is not much information that you can gather so you have to make bets and you have to be ready to try it out and fail and try again but decisions fast. So uh, I think this is important. So if you feel that, mm -hmm. hey, I, I feel much better when I know like the most information and all this stuff, maybe you will feel uncomfortable doing it again mm -hmm. and again. Um, yeah. So make decisions in, in uncertainties, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What else? Um, I, I think that maybe be proactive. Yeah, be proactive is uh, pretty important for product managers. Yeah, I think for more, for product managers in general, yeah. <laughs> I think it's important sure. to be proactive, like uh, <laughs> be a good storyteller. Um, yeah. What else? I think probably, you know, the whole communication with the team is very important. And uh, in the early stage startup, especially because you are literally you know, early stage startups are often the ones who are looking for uh, funding. So you will probably be the one who who's helping your CEO to craft the story around mm -hmm. the products and why you're doing the things you're doing them and what is the bigger vision. So that's why I think storytelling is uh, one of the important skills. Yeah. So yeah, it feels that the, the main um, difference between uh, product manager at uh, large companies is... Uh, being able to take a risk and make decision and uh, uncertainty. Like, for example, in uh, if you work at large companies like uh, Apple, for example, you have a lot of data and you have a lot of other uh, teams who can support you, a lot of people who can give you advice, et cetera, like maybe past experience, uh, past learnings, et cetera. So you can, and also you cannot take a risk. You cannot just go and experiment uh, as you want, yeah? <laughs> like, oh, let's change the button at Apple, like a login button, yeah? You need to walk through a lot of uh, discussion and uh, approvals to make an experiment. But uh, at early stage startup, you have kind of this freedom to experiment and you uh, need to take this risk and uh, go through that without actually, uh, like, the, the data yeah and one thing to add is you really have to be very hands-on and really mm -hmm. enjoy this stuff because mm -hmm. you will have to figure out most of the things by yourself yeah. so there is yeah. literally no one who you know who paved the road for you yeah. if there is something that has to be done there is yeah 
probably right. the one person who has to do it is you. Uh -huh. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. I know uh, what kind of advice to, to give to our viewers today, subscribers. So if you are more independent product manager and you want to experiment more and take a risk, go to startups. If you need uh, protection and if you're maybe more kind of humble in making your decision and less confident, uh, maybe less confident about your experience, go to large companies and um, talk about your decision with uh, multiple other product managers before you can actually make it done. All right. So um, let's maybe talk about, uh, I want to talk about difference between large and uh, uh large com product manager in large companies and startups. So I maybe give you some uh, hints about my experience working at big companies like Apple. And maybe you can oppose me from the startup product manager. So like how the how life of a product manager at Apple at large company look like? Uh, for example, yes, a lot of communication and a lot of meetings. So that's what I had in my life. So my it's it, it looks like ninety percent of my time I spending uh, by talking to other teams, other peoples, also creating presentation, presenting uh, these to to the leadership, to the team. So all my work it looks like just communication, talking, blah blah blah, all all the time. And I actually didn't spend a lot of time on hands-on work. So I didn't do uh, like personally like prototyping, like sketching. Yeah, because I, I did have designers who were able to do that. But I really like doing like prototypes, sketching, design, everything else. So uh, analysis, yeah, because we had data analysts to do that. So I, I didn't need to dig deeper into details and spend whole day uh like getting data so how, how about a <laughs> startup product manager well i must agree that i i also spend most of my days in the meetings there are less people but still the number of meetings mm -hmm. kind of like doesn't decrease i don't know why uh -huh. <laughs> uh, but in terms of getting help you're absolutely right so i had to learn sql with my head of data science and I'm so grateful for her helping me just to be able to dig into my own data because I didn't have um, data analysts on my disposal. For example, we had a designer, mm -hmm. but still we were working together with the designer to some extent to kind of co-create uh, the mockups and, um, you know, some materials. So there is a lot of collaboration similarly to a bigger corporation, but once again, there is less help that you'll be getting. So you have to, you know, be uh, resourceful. Where to find time? Yeah, I, I, I really remember like 90% of my time I spend on the meetings. There's meetings, 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 negotiation, like communication, collaboration, blah, 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 all, all day. And how, how, how do you find time to do like other type of work if, you, if you're on the yeah. meeting all day? <laughs> Yeah, so at some point I was literally blocking off my calendar for my personal time. And I think uh, I know of many product managers who are doing so. Uh, because literally, if you are not doing this, 
for yourself, somebody else will grab the spot that you have mm -hmm. free on your yeah. calendar and uh, have another meeting with you, you know, and it was uh, when I started doing it, it was very helpful for me. So finally, I got some time for deep work, you know, where I could actually spend time on uh, learning SQL, analyzing data, or thinking more about the strategy. Because if you're not doing this, and really you are swapped uh, into the meetings, some part, some important part of your work is actually suffering. So when are you supposed to actually think deep and thorough about decisions that you're supposed to be making? Mm -hmm. You're always communicating with somebody else. So you have to be kind of striking the right balance of getting this whole input from others, uh, filtering it, prioritizing, you know, and still finding the time for deep work. Mm -hmm. Because without that, I'm not even sure how you, you know, how you yeah. sustain, how you're sustainable as a product manager. Yeah, that's a great advice to block uh, time for deep work in your calendar. So I, I did the same. I, I did block. Uh, for me, it's better to, to block like several hours per day, like two, three hours, depends. Uh, but um, some people, uh, I know that they block all day. Like, for example, Monday is my day for deep work. What What works for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, in our company, um, I think we also had not, not, not just PMs were suffering from uh, abundance <laughs> of meetings. So at some point we had a policy, I think one of the days in the week where no meeting, no uh, meeting, yeah, no meeting Thursday or something like that. So when nobody had meetings, but otherwise I just had also blocked a couple of hours per day. And um, because, <laughs> you know, I, I cannot you know, even for deep work, I cannot be working efficient and be focused longer than for a couple of hours. Yes. Somebody will, uh, you know, something else will distract me and it is still not efficient. So I was yeah. trying to kind of optimize for efficiency. And uh, that's why also blocking a couple of hours is actually works the best. That's that's true. That's true. But yeah, based on my experience, even at Apple or at Zelle and previous company, we did have a few hours per day for non-meeting time. And for lunchtime, for example, it was blocked in my calendar, but it, it didn't work actually because people uh, knew that, that is, oh, it's no meeting time, but you have a free time. I know that I can book a meeting at this time. And uh, yes, I did have a lot of meetings on my no meeting time. And actually at Apple, it was even worse because uh, it was blocked uh, and because of the most important meeting, it was like above the meeting so i have overlaps i have i had a lot of overlaps and i needed Double to figure booked. it out like yeah which meeting is more important which me meeting i can skip or ask someone to attend instead of me <laughs> and i send another meeting so that was yeah but i or think some, it is yeah. yeah it is something to do also with the company culture because once again in our company what i really like is that people actually respected the boundaries so um you know, somebody would try to book my time. And when I tell this person a couple of times that this is the time when I prefer not to have meetings, they will stop doing this, you know? So mm -hmm. uh, for example, yeah. engineers uh, were asking me not to uh, arrange meetings with them, I think in the afternoon, for example, on certain days. So yeah. I would I would respect them and will not do that, you know? So because everybody needs time for deep work. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Let's talk about a uh, relationship between CEO or founder and um, let's say first product manager. How, how does it look for you? What the relationship should be between of them? 
we've already uh, talked about the level of experience. Like, for example, if the product manager has less experience, they might have more control over from the founder. Uh, and if uh, it's a high experience product manager, they might have more freedom. So what what, what do you think about that? Uh, no, I think it makes sense. So uh, first of all, the reason why uh, CEOs probably just de decide to hire a PM in the first place is when they are becoming uh, stretched into different directions. Because in in the beginning, usually the product uh, the the CEO is carrying the role of the product leader. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. so he is um, the one who is coming up with the vision and all this stuff. So I think when they feel, okay, I'm, I have to focus on other things, this is when the, the first product manager comes in. And um, in terms of the micromanaging versus giving of, um, autonomy, I think it probably depends on the personality of the, of the CEO and product manager. And, mm -hmm. you know, I also did many mistakes in terms of, you know, how should I signal if I need more autonomy? You know, because it is your CEO, you know. Yeah. So it's like he, the, the, the boss of the bosses, you know. So how are you supposed to tell him that you need more autonomy? So sometimes I would, um, I would, you know, I would not say anything, although I felt I, you know, I'm ready to be less controlled or something like that. Uh -huh. So that's why I think it is responsibility of both sides, of your manager, in this case, CEO, but also your responsibility to make sure that this relationship work for both of you. Mm -hmm. So that this type of relationship allows you for, for growth so that you're not stagnating in this project management role. Mm -hmm. So you're not only kind of um, defining the roadmap and priorities for the next couple of weeks, but actually are uh, responsible also for the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. So yeah. maybe based on your experience, how did you find this balance between between being autonomous or being micromanaged? Like I I can give you some example. As a CEO, uh, I want I see this direction, but I hire a product manager. I trusted my product manager, and but our vision is different. Like for example, became different, and my product manager wants to go this direction. I as a, a CEO wants to go want to go another direction, and so how to reduce this friction yeah between maybe very um, uh, proactive product manager or or an opposite so I want uh help from my product manager to navigate me to help me like and my uh my product manager is not active at all I didn't give me any advice so like how to yeah. find this balance yeah no I think uh once again, in my company, what was great, we had a policy of uh, we agree to disagree and move on. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, the, the so we, we pretty often we had conversations not only between the PM and CEO, but also with uh, uh, engineering and with data team involved, where we were kind of like all heading into different directions. And basically, we uh, we're thinking or like looking at who has the best arguments, like what kind of data, supportive data we have for one or another decision. And um, then I think it's important to think, okay, what are, you know, I, would, I personally call them um, irreversible decisions or reversible decisions. 
So what mm -hmm. are the decisions in terms of the product that can be actually, even if we disagree, can we actually test it pretty simple at low cost and fast? Then we don't have to spend all these hours on discussing like who is right, who is wrong. Yeah. So I think this is perfect, you know, situation with a startup, which probably you cannot do so easily in a larger organization. But in a startup, it works as a charm. So you basically, once you hit the wall, you're like, okay, so how can we test it? So how can we test it? So we actually know which direction to move on. Mm -hmm. So, and once again, because this idea or this policy of agree to disagree came from the CEO, everybody was supporting this and it was rather simple to resolve kind of product related conflicts. So yeah. sometimes I would be, you know, researching something or like uh, conducting user interviews with my designer and who would come up with a great idea, a great concept and so on. So excited to present it to others and we present it to others and, uh, you know, not exactly the response that we were hoping for, you mm -hmm. know, like uh, our concept gets teared down happens, you know, but once again, then you're coming back to, okay, um, what is the way to test it? Let's yeah. test it, gather data, move on. That's it. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, that's a great advice to just like, if you have arguments, just stop arguing, go and test it. And it will be even faster sometimes like to, to learn from your test and you, you'll give, you'll get uh, some knowledge uh, than to sit up, like meet up together and spend time on meetings. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you. So, okay, let's, let's talk about junior uh, product manager or product managers without uh, experience. We also touched a little bit that, that actually everyone can be product manager at startup. So for uh, junior PMs, uh, what should they do? Like, oh, which qualities should they show on interviews to be hired by? Uh, startups first of all this is my personal opinion you have to show that you have built something mm -hmm. it's not really quality you have to show experience and although everybody is you know also larger corporations would probably not hire a junior pm who has no experience so that's why i actually started my last uh, company mm -hmm. side project to help people build side projects in teams you know, and emulate this type of experience, even if you didn't have the PM role before. And uh, we had amazing, like literally amazing impact because people who, for example, were working in um, investment banking who had nothing to do with product management, but who were like really felt, okay, this is the way I wanna move to, they, put themselves in the position of being a kind of mini founder of a product were working for a couple of months and then they were able to leverage this experience during the interviews because when they were asked behavioral questions like how did you resolve conflict with the engineer or like uh, I've never worked with engineers right <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. then they can say hey well we were trying to do this and that and this is what happened or um, I don't know like hundred different questions, you know, uh, they were able to talk from their experience, even if it's not your PM role, which you were paid for, you can yeah. simulate this experience. So that's why for startups, um, it is especially important because mm -hmm. this experience of building from scratch, the most relevant for PMs in the startup field, because in the, in the corporate uh, world, you usually 
Maybe some PMs are lucky to build a new feature from scratch, but most of the PMs probably will start on the project which be already running for quite a while and they will be tweaking yeah. it and so on and so forth. Just so doing some kind of little improvements. Exactly. So yeah. this experience of starting from scratch mm -hmm. and like showing off how you did it, it's like super important and valuable when you're interviewing for mm -hmm. early stage startups. That's true. That's true. So how about domain knowledge? Is it important for junior mm. PMs or even PMs at startup? I think, I think domain knowledge is always a benefit. You know, it's like definitely beneficial that mm -hmm. you're able to show your passion for specific, um, you know, industry or specific products um, because you just have better knowledge, you know, into the space. So you'll probably have less time ramping up and uh, learning like everything what's going on like around your product your competition like what your customers love and would love to have and so on and so forth so i think mm -hmm. domain knowledge or even if this is kind of like slash domain knowledge slash um, knowledge of a specific product maybe so if you're applying for early stage startup or like just a startup and they have just launched something and this mm -hmm. is my strategy, honestly, now. So I, I'm also trying to uh, to get a new PM role. Um, and my strategy is, first of all, focusing on the industry. So I learn the most during the job search process, not once I have joined the company, you know. And at the same time, I'm trying to test the products where I want to apply so that I can actually reach out on a more personal basis and say, hey, I have tested this. Like, I have tested your product. Do you want my feedback? So mm -hmm. kind of, you know, to show that you're, you're curious. And I think yeah. curiosity is also very, very, very important for PMs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think like this year, uh, during the uh, recession and tough, like tough time of layoffs and like uh, layoffs and all that uh, shrink in the market and tech market, I think domain knowledge uh, is becoming the uh, criteria number one, like the requirements, actually, because what I see not only for uh, junior PMs, not only for uh, product manager startups, just if you don't have uh, domain knowledge, there are a lot of people who do have domain knowledge. So it's definitely a benefit right now. So the advice for junior PMs, uh, if you want to be a product manager, yeah, just start with the domain that you're already familiar with. Yeah, or try yeah. to get this yeah domain knowledge. Even if you, I don't know, if you go like applying uh, to be a product manager at games, you have to be like you have to play games. Yeah, you have to love games. Yeah, Absolutely. I pers I I don't I don't play games, and I've never applied for games. I'm not a game product manager, but I do have I do like fitness sport running uh, like uh other events yeah and i'm a i have a good domain knowledge of like being a runner or running marathons or doing like fitness health uh, uh, etc so that's that's my domain knowledge i would yeah definitely it, yeah. yeah and just to add to your point uh, about domain knowledge is you know very often like people who are trying to break into products uh, already have some kind of experience in other you know in other roles so yeah. it's important to keep in mind that although you're trying to kind of like, um, you know, uh, absolutely a new role for yourself, it doesn't mean that you're starting from scratch in this case. 
Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, you have to be building on the existing experience already, building on your domain knowledge already. So yeah. if you were a marketer, just say, hey, I'm a PM with a, I don't know, a marketing uh, eye for things, you know, just like try to try to leverage everything that you have, literally. Yeah. <laughs> domain yeah. knowledge is one of this, but literally everything. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So let's talk about job search. Uh, if someone is interested in becoming a product manager at startup, where can they look for job opportunities at startup? We all know about LinkedIn, uh, yeah. but how about startups? Does it Angelist. work? Angelist, okay. It's yeah. it's they they were like uh, they have rebranding. Yeah, well, well found. Something yes, like. yes, yeah. Something like I will I will attach link uh, in the description. Yeah. Another one, if you are maybe a female PM, go to Alpha. Alpha, okay. Yeah, Alpha is a community for um, just female uh, founders and professionals. So mm-hmm. many startups there. So they are also having a job board. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one that I had in mind, let me think. Why YC? I know that YC, Y Combinator, mm-hmm. uh, has the job list as well, right? Yeah, 500 startups, so 500 okay. global. Mm-hmm. So uh, go to have... uh, incubators, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely go to incubators. Mm-hmm. Also some VCs uh, mm-hmm. have a list of their startups. Wait a second, I had a, another one in mind, but I forgot about it. I've got it. Uh, no, no, no worries. Yeah, yeah, you can send me the links and I will attach to this video description. Okay, uh, so let's maybe talk about from for the different perspective look at this um topic from the different perspective from the perspective of the startup founders so in which stage should they should they hire a first product managers so how, how to define yeah that i need yeah. a product manager in my startup it depends so for example when i was a founder myself um I was running my startups for for startup for three and a half years, and uh, we didn't hire any product manager. <laughs> Why? So, because I I was doing the work collaboratively with my uh, two other co-founders, one engineer and another designer. So we were kind of from the you very beginning like, that, yeah. a tight team, yeah, and it worked, you know. Uh, now, in a hindsight, I would have probably benefited more if I have hired a product manager earlier, but um, it kind of worked this way too. So in my last role, uh, working at a startup, I think uh, my CEO felt the urge to hire a PM, I think after six or eight months into the mm-hmm. like intense work of a startup. Uh, they have just raised funding so when you can you know when you can uh, afford it it's probably beneficial uh, to have uh, an additional person looking over the product Um, and how did they look for how did they look for the pm i mean like uh, did they post uh, this job somewhere or did Um, they ask for I, friends I, like recommendations <laughs> I, I think they, they posted but the fun thing is um so in my career i have never applied for a job 
So, and this was also one wow. of the experiences. <laughs> so, um, they have probably posted the job somewhere because when I met the founder, I met him on LinkedIn. I just reached out to him directly and basically told him that I have a domain expertise, kind oh, of yeah. back to the domain expertise, running a startup in the same field as he does. And I would just love to share my experience with him. And he mm -hmm. was very receptive. Uh, so we met for a coffee chat in San Francisco. And uh, in the end of the coffee chat, he basically said, hey, by the way, we're interviewing for a PM role. Uh, wow. Would you be interested to interview? So randomly, so, uh, so you didn't see their posting, job posting, no, but no. but you just like decided to network with this uh, person, yeah. right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So randomly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Now I'm thinking, wow, it's like totally changed my life. <laughs> that one, uh, you know, that one cold uh, message on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. But that's why I'm, you know, I'm all for serendipity and basically engineering possibilities for yourself. You know, so do not wait for anything to come easy. You know, you cannot expect something like this to happen. You know, you right. just cannot. But you have to engineer this type of experience by trying to provide value for others. And this is once again, because it worked once. And I think it worked already many times for me, like in different situations. This is how I also approach the job search, you know, mm -hmm. also these days. Try yeah, to provide yeah. value. And provide you know, value. sometimes ha -ha, magic happens. How do you provide value? I know that you're already providing a lot of value speaking on this episode, but how, how else? Yeah, um, yeah, different things. So uh, in my case, for example, now I, I'm, I'm like for myself, I was trying to learn about the education industry. So I started mm -hmm. doing this uh, research into the industry and seeing what kind of companies, what are they innovating on, trying to, um, you know, group them segment them to understand better the education space and once it grew so big that I realized there is a lot of work that I invested in I decided to share it publicly for others because I was thinking okay so from one perspective there are other job searchers like job seekers who might benefit from the knowledge of knowing different companies maybe they also want to go into the same space so totally fine with me uh, from another perspective I was thinking okay maybe there are some companies um, that I would love to reach out to. And this is actually an engineered opportunity to reach out to them. So I actually did reach out to several and saying, hey, I have conducted this research and I have included your company because I think you're like very innovative. Um, would love to be connected. So how can you say no to this, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not being arrogant, but if yeah. you were like trying to provide the value, sometimes yeah. it's it's you know it's win-win so you're optimizing for win-win mm -hmm. so. yeah that's a great advice for networking and yeah, networking is very very ex uh, expensive i can say <laughs> important yeah might have uh, yeah it might be expensive <laughs> if you invite uh, people um, to retreat yoga retreat somewhere like to costa rica but yeah usually yeah it's very important um in life you see, you are providing value by having this podcast. At the same time, you are making yourself more visible to uh, potential employers because you are an active PM, you know, so you are sharing your knowledge. So somebody who might have seen you on LinkedIn would like to discover something more of what you have mm -hmm. done. And it's public, you know, for yeah. other PMs who are looking for a job, it's not public. So how are people supposed to find them and know yeah. that they are great? You know. That's true. That's true. 
And also uh, I'm learning. So I really like, I learn from each my guest. Each guest gives me uh, insights that I, I, I consider, think, and sometimes I apply. Sometimes like after like conversation, I felt like, all right, Anna, you should do that. Yeah. So that's super insightful for, for me. Not not yeah. not only for like visibility, it's just like, it's win-win. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a win-win. Yeah. And I like it. I definitely enjoy it. That's my my hobby. <laughs> that becoming awesome. maybe my job <laughs> in the future. Um, all right. Uh Polina, maybe my last question uh is something that I, I haven't asked you. Maybe you uh would like to I recommend our listeners or like viewers today. Uh, maybe someone wants to become a product manager or looking for a job as a product manager. Maybe like any recommendation you can give. Yeah, I, I just have to say it once again. I think resume is highly overrated, still overrated, especially overrated during this tough times finding a job. That's why it's like, you know, guys, just try to be creative. Um, Resume I know is it's, it's overrated. Like yeah, a, it has to be yeah. a title. Yeah, it has to be on a yeah. title. Yeah, I mean, it uh, might sound like a cliche to, to, to say things like think out of the box, be creative, but you really have to think out of the box. And um, another thing what I continue telling all, you know, aspiring PMs is once again, build something build something build something because while you're building you're really not only building a product you're building up your confidence you are preparing yourself actually for a job you know because i mean have you seen doctors who have just done like a course on uh, you know <laughs> on something and operating. to be a doctor yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's like uh, pms are also like a very important job you know it's crucial for, uh, yeah, for, for many companies and I mean, for many great products to be uh, out there on the market. So why do we treat it with less, you know, importance in terms of the experience? So I know there is something like a product school. It's great, you know, but it's not enough. You have to build something. So mm -hmm. it could be something very small. It could be, I don't know, start from just making a mock-up, but like do the whole user research at least. Mm -hmm. Or in the best mm -hmm. case, literally find somebody to build with. And there are so many benefits, you know. So mm -hmm. otherwise, last thing that I would say, try not to burn out. Yeah. Because yeah. this whole process of applying for a job is like very difficult, especially if you're doing this every day, whole day, uh, seven days a week, you know, and getting rejections. It's just very difficult time you have to overcome. So try not to burn out and what contributes to less anxiety and less stress is actually talking to people, building things, you know, helping people, yeah. helping people. Exactly. So try to diversify your activities, even though you have to be focused on kind of mm -hmm. getting a job, try to diversify the things that you do during the day. Yeah. Because, you know, to That's... keep sanity. That's super inspiring. I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree about building something. And uh, last night, I found a good phrase on my uh, LinkedIn news feed. Um, it's, it's called hire yourself. Yeah, I was so just impressed by this phrase. I read multiple times, hire yourself. 
you want to be hired by someone just hire yourself first yeah start exactly. doing something yeah like build something you don't even need to code there are a lot of no codes yeah yeah programs Absolutely. and uh, yeah. you don't even need to like code you can do as you mentioned like use research validate your hypothesis create mockups i don't know do whatever you want, like build a uh, shop on Shopify or Etsy. Yeah, start selling something, like launch YouTube channel. It's also <laughs> building something from scratch. Yeah, you don't need to code in experience for that. So yeah, that's yeah. that's a great advice. Hire yourself. Hire yourself before somebody else hires yeah. you. Like be be mm. your, your first employee. Yeah, and then you, you don't even need to be hired by someone else. Yeah, because you're already, I'm already employed. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's great that's great yeah thank you thank you so much um maybe you can recommend um, any resources books uh articles something to read um about how to be a product manager at startup mm. or maybe learning more about product well, management yeah i like the book inspired mm-hmm yeah. Uh, from Marty Kagan. Marty Kagan, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, join my community side project to build projects. Um, mm -hmm. There are also great communities actually uh, for product managers. I think one is called Product Buds, and it's mm -hmm. specifically for uh, aspiring PMs who mm -hmm. are looking for their first job. Yesterday, I learned about another resource which I have just checked, and it it, it looked awesome. I think it's called Share Bird. This is a community mm -hmm. uh, also for product managers, for product marketing managers, for UX designers. So it's like combined, but you, you can define which kind of specific area you're interested in. And this is like a nice forum and people are very collaborative. It's kind of like peer learning, which is also great. So this mm -hmm. is what I would recommend. Cool, cool. I will, I will leave links um, also in the description. All right. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Paulina, for such a nice conversation. Very inspiring. I hope Paulina inspired you, uh, inspired, expired, in inspired, <laughs> not, not expired. Yeah. Inspired you, uh, uh, as well as, yeah, someone else. If you like this episode, please like, comment, uh, share with friends. If you have any question, you can reach out Polina or me. I will leave Polina's contact uh, on the description of, to this video. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest, please reach out to me. If you'd like to just contact me, yeah, please go to ananaumava.com and you can find all information about myself. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank Anna. You. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Paulina. Thank you, everyone, for watching that. And see you next week. <laughs>